is Tyler with the In The Lead Show. Today, I have an awesome guest for you guys. I'm talking with Colin from Top Producer about conversions and how to maximize what you're doing uh, in your relationships that you're building with the people in your pipeline, um, sort of the differences between automation and handling all these tasks manually. We get really deep in what you should be doing with your pipelines to maximize the conversion ratio that you have with your leads. So really excited to get into it. Here we go with Colin. Hey everyone, this is Tyler. Uh, really excited to introduce Colin Burton uh, to you all. Some of you may know him. He's pretty popular over there at Top Producer, uh, the CRM company for real estate agents. Uh, and I have Colin on the show today just to talk a lot about CRM's follow-up lead conversion and his perspective on this whole sales process in real estate. Because I know a lot of you have questions about that. So. Colin looks like he, you know, if you check out his LinkedIn profile, link it up on the blog, you know, he's been everything from multi-marketing consultant to, you know, product dev to in sales himself. So he has a lot of insight into this stuff. Uh, and we're going to dive deep into a lot of the questions that you have in terms of your CRMs and uh, building up your pipeline. So welcome, Colin. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So. I guess a good place to start is, is you've interacted with a lot of real estate agents and a lot of coaches and uh, a lot of people in this industry. And there are people that are successful and unfortunately a lot of the stats point to you know some people not being so successful and there being a lot of churn of new agents. Um, so I'm just curious, like you have sort of this perspective, what is your uh, primary cornerstone you'd like to point to in terms of people that are successful and what they do compared to people that might not be as successful in real estate? Yes, it's a good question. Uh, so I think the number one success factor I've seen is being able to uh, to maintain the same level of, of um, you know, personalization and contact without, um, you know, despite the fact that your database is growing, you've got a lot more people that you've got to deal with. Um, so I think that one's good and that can be, you know, there's a lot of really obvious points. Um, you know, one surprising fact is most leads don't even get followed up with. Um, so just just by, you know, picking up your phone and sending an email, um, you're going to stand out quite a bit there. Uh, being available. I talk to realtors every single day and, and you would be surprised. You'd be appalled at how many don't haven't even set up their voicemail. So things like that are, you know, basics that you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't overlook. Yeah, so there's sort of this like, I mean this baseline and we can we can link stuff up in the video but there's this like baseline where you have to follow up with every lead you have to what what sort of system do you like to recommend um, is there something built in that you like to see all agents start with at least at that at that basic level yeah get some sort of database started um, mm -hmm. you know uh, it doesn't you know have to be the the most complex you know the the you know all you know all in uh, it could be just building your database, your data map, and fields, things that you're customizing about them, like their buyer preferences, their their spouse's name, their dog's name, if you can, because that's how you're going to really customize things. And, and if you're going to take advantage of automation and, and that, those yeah. kinds of things, uh, you, you want to come across as, as knowing what you're, you know, and progressing what you know about them uh, and the verbiage that you're using with them. Right. So, and so, like, if you were starting, let's say today, like, you just completely lost your job and you're starting as an agent, uh, what would be the top four to five things that you'd set up either automation wise or you'd have on a like post-it note like next to your desk that every lead I that get, I do these four to five things? Yeah, so that would be, um, there's a couple of things you can do systems wise as well as just networking wise. Um, 
good good um, thing to do when you first get started is you know build up a couple of alliances or connections, people that, that are going through what you're going through. A uh, good example of that, find a, find a mortgage broker who's, you know, just in their first year as well. And you guys can share, you know, and work together on those kinds of things. So there are those, those partnerships that should be in place as well as, you know, mentorship, that kind of stuff. Uh, but systems wise, I would say getting, getting a sense of what your strategy is. So knowing what your strategy is, don't walk into a system like Top Producer CRM or any of those other ones without knowing what your, your prospecting strategy because all that stuff is not going to really make sense. You need the context there that, and that's what you need. Um, you know, if you're going after FISBOs or if you're, you know, you have to, you should have some sort of, um, you know, alignment between what your strategy is and what tools are available and how they're actually going to help you do that. So right. That be- yeah, that's a, that's a great point. So you'd sort of determine your strategy, like say you want to target referral based business. Yeah. Um, and then you develop your system pipeline for that business and then maybe move to the next one. Is that what you're saying? Um, yeah, yeah. So get really good at uh, one or two. And you should have uh, in your business plan, everyone should have just some sort of roadmap or, or playbook. Right. Um, but in that, you should have gone through a couple of different lead sources or a couple of different prospecting strategies. And you should be you should have a logical decision why you chose to commit to one over the other, because whether it's the local market conditions what's going on there uh whether it's your style maybe you know i know some guy one guy has a six phone auto dialer and he's cool with that i don't know i would would, uh, my head would explode um some people are actually you know doing the the 20 by 20 by 20 you do a a post you know you you door knock or you drop off a piece of simple things like that so um you know tying those things again to to the conversions and having a good call to action and and having that lead or that conversion flow into a system, those are, are kind of some of the basics as well. So that's the thing that you kind of see as like the primary, like anyone who's successful does that really well. And it doesn't matter where they're getting the leads or, so it doesn't really matter where they're getting the leads as long as they're getting some. And then they, they just ultra focus on that conversion element of it is sort of what yeah. you'd like to point to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I totally agree with that. So like, Given that you know we can use CRMs to automate all that stuff you're just talking about, like what's the number one mistake you tend to see agents either coming to you or you know you hop in someone's CRM or someone gives you a call? Like what's that number one mistake people make when setting this whole kernel up? Yeah, um, well I would definitely say going into a CRM or, or or investing in technology under the notion that it's gonna. It's going to get you in the door. It's going to negotiate the contract. It's going to, you know, it's going to handle all those objections. It's going to do all that stuff for you. If that was, if it was that easy, then you know, none of us would be in business, or um, you know, it just, it just wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't. The the level of respect to realtors and, and the trust that they have isn't really going to be, you know, oh, as relevant. It doesn't matter. So, yeah. so yeah, so you, you got to have an, a strategic business objective that your your system. Uh, or, the, or the culmination of different systems are going to are going to get you to, and then that's going to drive your decisions on, and you're going to have you know you're going to have more pleasant experiences with with you know when you call in in us and ask what you're you know I have this strategy perfect we can show you what to do. Some people call us and say I don't know what the heck to do, and and um, so that's where you know it, it, it's it's a little bit more difficult. So knowing what you know you know knowing that the system is there, it's going to help you a lot, but you have to draw the alignment between again the strategy coming back to. Um, you know what your what your objective is and what the system is going to do for you. Right, and as far as that goes, like where does automation start slash technology start, and where does it end then for you? 
there's varying levels of automation, and, and uh, I think automation has um, got a bad it's 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 got a bad rep uh, because there's people are, are a lot of time misusing it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's full automation and then there's semi-automation. So full automation, give you an example of that. Someone uh, spills out a, a lead inquiry form, realtor.com, they end up in your bucket, and you're sending them a text and an email, something like that, you know, you're automating that follow-up. It's okay if you don't know that much about that person because, right. you know, you, why would they expect you to? Uh, but if you are not showing in your in your verbiage or your conversations that you're actually learning things about them, like you're spitting back, you know, market reports or things that are based on what they're looking for, mm -hmm. or you're adding in fields, you know, things to your data map, like oh, how's your how's hey Bob, how's your wife, how's the kids, how's these different things that you're you know you're building your data map so that if you are going to go and send a custom you know a customized email, mm -hmm. um, it's going to know things about them and it's not going to you know it's. It's going to be encoded in a way that they're going to, you know, not decode it as, oh, this guy just, you know, sent that to 700 people at once. Um, so little things like that you can do. Um, you can do full-on automation, um, you know, on things that are, I guess, maybe triggers for workflow, for example. So you don't actually have to. You can you can send the email automatically, but you can also just have a contextual reminder, you know. Phone call one, phone call two, send this item of value, you know, basically just triggers for you to sit down and figure out, okay, how do I actually connect with this person as as a human? Um, and those are those are kind of, you know, beneficial ways that you can use technology and automation uh, without getting into trouble. Yeah, so you try to automate the immediate things that you're going to basically copy-paste anyway. So, you know, you get a text lead and it's just a name, a phone number, and maybe a zip code or something. Like, you can automate that. But when it comes to following up, like, with your referral business or trying to get people to commit to testimonials and referrals down the road, those would be more of a, like, a task that automates. You know, automate the task to do that, but then you go write the task manually. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. So you can, you know, you you can easily, well, not very easily, but you can actually sit down on your Google Calendar. You can map out those touch points, or you can design a, a contextual kind of way to go about. Okay, this is now. It's time to do this. Sit down and kind of do it. So you don't actually have to have it pull the trigger all the time. And that's often maybe you want to do a culmination. This one may be automated, but my next touch point for them, I'm actually going to sit down and I'm going to think about what to say to them. So they're, you know, using it, um, use a good uh, portfolio of different, um, you know, the touch points and how automatic or how personal they are. And just make sure you're not coming across as, as someone who's just, like, has learned nothing about the person over the last six to eight months when they've been kind of working together. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a pretty good way to shoot yourself in the foot. Um, <laughs> so, like, is that something you, how often would you, Sometimes in, in my business, like we, we set something and then we forget to look back on it and analyze the report. Like how would you recommend agents to not just like set up these daily tickers and then forget about it for like five years, but what type of um, timeline would you give them for editing or grooming this, this automation or even automated reminder timeline that they're setting up uh, to, to match current, you know, climate and sales and everything? Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, a little bit of clarification on that is it? Are you kind of referring to just how to how to actually space it out given the different scenarios that you may come across? Yeah, like the, do you? How would a realtor, for example, use? 
conversion reports to you know groom or fix up the the schedule they've defined so maybe they in their fresh leads category they're sending an email a text and you know making a call day one and then sometime in the afternoon but they're finding if they call you know randomly three times that first day um, they're converting more of those leads so like how often would you have them redefine what they have set up for each of their referral tracks that they have coming in so, so on the topic of kind of just getting them in the door and converting them and, and kind of just getting them to, to work with you, um, I, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of different stats. HBR did a good um, lead conversion study on, you know, you've got to do about six touch points uh, before you actually, you know, discard the lead and, and, and um, you know, put it in your kind of your off to the side. Mm -hmm. um, so doing that, uh, you know, you may, you know, send a text and email and try a phone call, but they don't answer. You've already you've sent a text, a phone call, an email, so likely you're going to get something back. And at that time, you've, you've kind of shown yourself, you know, I've, I've responded to them, I'm, I'm attentive. Um, so then likely, you know, you're going to see benefits from there. But then kind of figuring out, okay, is, it, uh, is this person really busy? Uh, you know, find them on LinkedIn. You can kind of easily figure out those kinds of things um, and figure out, okay, what's this person about? Do your little bit of research and then figure out a way to, to touch them without... Um, you know, I wouldn't call them six or seven times in the first day. Yeah, uh, have maybe a seven to seven to ten day kind of lead conversion plan where I'm kind of just trying out a couple things. You know, send them a market report, send them something of value, right. send them a useful fact, or you know, about you know that provides a little bit of context about what they're going through right now. Um, so there's yeah, yeah, you can space it out. So you touch on something there that I think is like crucial to understand. You, you talked about LinkedIn, social media and all that. So how has that changed over the course of the last like five to 10 years? Um, how has social media impacted sales and what realtors can do to engage new leads? Yeah, people use it, uh, people use it horribly and people use it phenomenally. So some people are really have it and some people don't. Um, if you're just posting just for the sake of posting, then, and you're, and you're just, just going just to get content out there and then that's it and you're, you're thinking that that's going to give you a bunch of conversions um, you know you're missing maybe a, a lead capture or something like you know those kinds of things are actually going to substantiate a conversion that you may someone may have really liked your article or really liked your post but if there's no conversion or no, no call to action like you know engage with me converse with me or fill out something or, or get something from me um, those, those little things are that are often missed um, the conversation elements and some people are just setting up an auto poster that's going to just post for the next 12 months uh, and, and thinking that that's going to generate a lot of business without them actually having to get in there, engage in the conversations, um, and, you know, spark the discussions that, that need to be had. Um, and that's, I think, how social media can, can be used. Yeah. As well as just branding yourself favorably and, and you know just showing yeah hey I'm a human being and, and these are things I like so there's, there's that human element as well that social media gives. So yeah, so the, I think what my biggest takeaway there was is using those platforms then as a would would you say like a trust building exercise or engagement? Um, I guess engagement's overused a lot when we're talking about social media. It's like every other post on on websites about engagement, but it's the cliche. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a little cliche, but but the advice I think that you said that was interesting was, was that building the trust to show that you're human, so that when they get the phone call, there's a there's a reason to pick up and and respond with you. Is that yeah. sort of where you're going with that? Yeah, that's the that's the the main you know I guess meat and bread of social media, and then having the the call to actions and the conversions, those types of technical details, and, and how you're actually using social media for marketing. Uh, yeah. 
but yeah, human, human, human. human. <laughs> yeah. So then, like that kind of brings. So does that then spread over to your philosophy towards like building sales relationships? Is to make it human, or what's your take on how you can increase your conversions as a realtor? Given some overarching philosophy, like what would be the the two sentence to three sentence thing you tell a realtor that'd be like, you know, use this general guidance and it will guide pretty much every decision you make um, towards sales. So, so yeah, so my my business is very relationship based. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't run the exact same style business as a realtor do, but this a lot of the th same notions kind of run true. Right. Um, it's a it's it's a it's a person on the other end of the line. They're going through something that uh, you know you need to help them with. The two parties working together have to create more value than them being separate. So if I'm just if you're just dealing with me just because I'm a realtor and I'm not actually adding you know helping you figure out what you're doing and what you're you know what you're trying to accomplish, um, and I'm not reassuring you or, or answering your questions or you know actually getting in the car and going with you to to, to view that house, um, you know then then. That person as a as a home buyer is not gonna. It's a big transaction. It's a huge transaction. Often the biggest transaction that, that a person will make in their life um, is is you know the real estate. So you need someone that's gonna actually you know work with you, be with you for, through that process, um, and you know add value to you along the way it's, instead of just treating you like again a uh, number. So keeping a human, realizing there's a person on the other end of that email or phone that you're making, and um, and and you are being your message is being decoded uh, by someone, whether you like it or not. So just making sure that you're encoding the message so that they're they're decoding it in a way that's that's portraying you as professional, attentive. You're you know you're with them. Um, so hopefully that answers. It's very yeah. Uh, that's that's like a really. I, I hope people like pause and re-listen to that because there's like really important message there to make it connect as as a real person. That's something that. You, you don't see that often in this business and yet like it, it doesn't take that much energy to create that you know something that's the two parts being greater than them being separate that's you know you can do that in a lot of different ways um, so, so like the other end of that would be an agent just starting out like what would the top three tips that you'd give them for their first year in the business when it comes to mastering all this all this stuff I mean like everything we talked about probably just like has them churning in the ears like they don't know how to get started like what would be the top three tips to get started you get started we'll establish i mean this the social presence that's really free and easy to to establish so establish your presence your brand um you know there's those basics that you kind of got to get out of the way um but the getting your you know going through your going back to your strategy figuring out okay which which prospecting strategy am i most comfortable with where am i going to be able to, to generate the most business for myself um, and then, you know, those, you know, creating those strategic alliance, getting a, getting a mentor, someone who's, you know, maybe there's a rainmaker, maybe there's someone who has so much lead flow that they can't even follow up. Maybe they're one of those people who doesn't follow up with those leads. Maybe they follow up with some of them. Maybe it's a lead that's only 750K and then they don't want to deal with, you know, anything less than find that person who's you're going to work with and learn from and, and you're going to add that benefit to their business because their brand is being you know represented by someone who's you know able to handle a lead and, and work with that so those alliances those partnerships are really important don't go in it alone um and you know finding a good team good um you know a good place for you to kind of vet your ideas and go through there's a lot of social media there's a lot of different channels um tips and tricks and strategies different um, discussion groups that, that are kind of you know, they're closed groups, you gotta kinda of knock to get in, but they're pretty easy to get in and you just there's you know a place where you can just, you know, a support network. So there's a lot of those types of things. 
Um, but at the end of the day, you have to, you know, create just create your strategy, start prospecting. Don't be afraid to to mess up a couple times because it's. I mean, you you're gonna you're gonna do that anyways. Um, but you you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable, and sometimes the uncomfortable is sitting down and making five follow-ups a day. Would you rather make five follow-ups a day for for a whole quarter, so three months, or would you rather at the end of the quarter sit down and have to make 450 follow-ups? So <laughs> breaking yeah. it down, honestly, like that's that's a really um, I guess a pro an insurance policy on making sure you're not you know mm-hmm. you know letting something kind of stray. So there's a lot of yeah, a lot of different things, and also just find coaching, find the right information that you need. Uh, if you need to hire a coach, there's a lot of out there. Um, or if you can, you know, do your research and, and you know find the right networks or support groups that you can discuss things with and ask questions, then that's about as well. So, yeah. that's, that's your golden advice right there. <laughs> we'll have to like write that down and, and post it somewhere. But uh, and thanks a lot. Uh, I guess like one final question. Um, we always like to ask people like, what's their favorite book they like to recommend? Do you have do you have one you find yourself recommending or read recently that you really enjoyed? Yeah, I like Malcolm Gladwell. Um, I like. I also liked um, um, Zero to One by Peter Thiel, but it's very abstract. Uh, uh-huh. it's, but but uh, Outliers really stood up to me because it's it's the untold story of success. It's not, you know, success isn't always this story where you know you worked hard, you hustled, you you know you grinded, you got the job done. It's there's a lot of other factors, a lot of other other variables at play. Um, so I, I that was uh, that it was definitely a very good eye opener. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I should go reread that. I think I read that maybe a year or two ago. But it was he. He always has the most interesting anecdotes and, and story data points. Actually, like yeah. that that really just make you think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for your time. Uh, you can go check out Colin at, at Top Producer. Um, what, what website do you do you have up right now, Colin? CRMTopProducer.com. Uh, cool. Uh, website I run. It's got some good information. You can also reach out to me. Um, I'm sure you're gonna put the the contact information in the bottom of the. Yep. Yeah, we'll put your we'll put your email there and your Twitter handles. So they can reach out to you that way. If they have any more follow up questions to this, um, want to send. I know people usually send emails to our guests, so I will put your your email there too. And uh, we'd just like to thank you for being on the show. A lot of gold nuggets in this one that will that will type out and, and post and share around. So thanks a lot, Colin. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Hey, everyone. Thanks for watching. I hope you took something away from this episode. We'll be back next week with the In The Lead Show. I'm Tyler with Easy Agent Pro. Subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, and see you next week.